Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Some of you have taken what you heard from grandma and what you've heard from Oprah and a little bit that you read in the Bible and you've come up with some stuff to believe. You've just kind of made something up. The problem with that is you and I both know when you find yourself on the, on the deathbed, that ain't gonna work for you. When you find yourself in a position realizing I'm not getting up from here, you're gonna wanna know what's true. Fiction stories are intriguing because they feed into our imaginations and stories that we want to be true. When it comes to reading the Bible, it's not up to us to imagine God's plan. Today, Pastor Robert will explain how the Word of God is truth and where not to change the Scripture to suit ourselves. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 9 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. You know, we've reached a transition point in the Gospel of Matthew. Up to now, the, the ministry of Jesus, you know, as we've watched it unfold, he has become popular. Thousands of people, multitudes of people have, have gathered together now to listening to Jesus. They've heard about his miracles. They, they've heard about him healing people and casting demons out of people. They've heard about him teaching with authority. They've heard all these things, you know, so multitudes have have flocked to him, but, but we're reaching a point now where opposition is going to arise, and, 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 and we see a shift in the spiritual climate there in, in, in Israel. There's a, a confrontation that's, that's beginning to, to happen, and the first glimpse of it we get really is with John the Baptist, because John, you know, he spoke out against King Herod and his adulterous relationship with his brother's wife, Herodias. And so they threw him in prison. You know, Herod had John arrested, put him in, in prison. And the effect of that, it seems, was that John may have had some doubts about the Lord Jesus. So in, in chapter 11, you know, Jesus has, has, has sent out his disciples. If you remember at the end of chapter 10, we looked at it. He, you know, he was walking around, he was going through all the cities and villages, teaching, preaching, healing people and all of that. And, and Matthew tells us that when he saw the multitudes of people, he was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep that didn't have a shepherd. And so he turned to his larger group of disciples and said, pray. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So beg the Lord of the harvest, beg God to thrust forth laborers into his 
harvest field. And then from among the disciples, he called out the 12 and he sent them. And that's what made them apostles. The word apostle just means sent. So he, he sent the 12 and he gave them instructions. It's kind of a training mission, told them to go out and heal the sick and cast out demons, do all these things, preach the good news of the kingdom. And, and then in chapter 11, he goes, it says, now it came to pass, Matthew 11, 1, when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Now we're going to stop right there for just a couple of minutes here. And I want you to think about this with me, because I mean, this is John the Baptist. This is not just anybody. John, if you remember, was actually the cousin of Jesus. He had grown up, he, he knew Jesus, knew about Jesus. You know, when Jesus went to, to John the Baptist, John was baptizing people in the Jordan River, and the Bible tells us that Jesus went out to him to be baptized by John. And John's reaction was, well, wait a minute, I should be baptizing you. You're coming to me to be baptized, but that's, this is not right. And Jesus said, yeah, it is. Let it be so for now. And, you know, the Bible tells us that at that point, the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove, and there's a voice from heaven. John witnessed all these things. And he declared at that point, he declared publicly, behold the Lamb of God. I mean, he was like the first one to testify to the identity of Christ, right? But now he's got doubts. How can that be? John the Baptist, a doubter? I mean, Thomas is the one we know for being a doubter, right? This is John the Baptist. Now, I, I know none of you has ever struggled with your faith or battled with doubts or anything like that, but I have. There was a time when I really wrestled with the question of the reliability of Scripture. Is the Bible really God's written word? Is the Bible actually trustworthy, reliable, authoritative, inerrant, infallible? Or is it actually nothing more than just a whole bunch of human writers that put together a bunch of stuff? Somehow it got thrown together over the course of 1,500 years, and it's just human opinion in reality. Because you see, I wanted to know the truth about that. I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. I had a supernatural encounter with the risen Christ. So I, I gave my life to Jesus, not to Christianity. And there is a difference. I've seen a lot of people like put their faith in Christianity, not in Jesus. They put their faith in church, not in Jesus, or you know, pastor even, instead of in Jesus. And there's a difference in these things. I began to struggle. I'm like, I, I need to know, is this true? I mean, is this really true? Is this, is this really a living book breathed out by God upon which I can build my life, not just on earth, but for all eternity. Is this for real? In essence, the same question John had, are you the one or do I look for another? Is this, is this truth? Because if the Bible is nothing more than the thoughts of men on supernatural subject matter, well, then it has no reliable authority. I mean, my ideas are just as good as anybody's about the universe, you know? 
I'm just as good as anybody else at making stuff up. You do realize that most people out there are just making stuff up. In fact, most people in the church are just making stuff up. Some of you have taken what you heard from grandma and what you've heard from Oprah and a little bit that you read in the Bible, and you've come up with some stuff to believe. You've just kind of made something up. The problem with that is you and I both know when you find yourself on the, on the deathbed, that ain't going to work for you. When you find yourself in a position realizing I'm not getting up from here, you're going to want to know what's true, what's really true. I've, I've dealt with so many people, even now. I've lost count of how many people in our church family have cancer. Some of them like really, really serious, aggressive types of cancer. I have sat at the bedside, so many people. I sat with a brother, this was years ago. He knew his time was up. And he was struggling. He was almost in a panic over the fact that he was dying. He had a relationship with Jesus Christ. He had faith. But it was only about that deep. He had never taken the time to dig down. Do you understand? If you don't dig a deep foundation, the house is going to collapse. If the Bible is not supernatural in its origin, if the Scriptures are not God-breathed, as 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us, we got nothing. We have no solid foundation for what we think we know about God or, or about right and wrong or about the identity of Christ. I mean, if the Bible is not a perfect, supernaturally given foundation for us, guidebook for life. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please. 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.